0: Welcome to episode four of Align Your Mind, the podcast that helps you change your life and achieve your goals through the power of thought work. My name is Chelsea Tanner, and I'm so excited that you're here today. If you haven't subscribed yet, it's super easy and totally free. Um, and you get this on your phone every week. There's a button that says subscribe, and you just get this amazing podcast. The title of this episode is called Realistic Thoughts, as you've probably noticed when you clicked on it. I wanna talk about this today because it ties nicely in with the progression of tools I wanna offer to you. But also, I've heard this word thrown around a lot and I think it's important to talk about. We tell ourselves that things are or aren't realistic all the time. And just by saying that word, we excuse all kinds of possibilities for what we can do in our lives. It can be the reason you take action and put yourself out there, or the reason you don't. This word is an interesting one, and as you'll learn, I'm endlessly fascinated with words and how we use them. Google defines realistic as having or showing a sensible and practical idea of what can be achieved or expected. Now, notice that this definition is full of opinion words. Everyone has a different idea of what is sensible, practical, or achievable. Therefore, I think realistic is truly an opinion. And what that means is we get to decide what is realistic for us. We get to take responsibility for telling ourselves that our goals and our dreams are indeed realistic. We get to create our own opinion about them. I want to talk about the flip side also. Realistic isn't usually use to help you become aware of your limiting beliefs so you can then shape your beliefs to work for you. That's just for people who really know about this work. Most of the time in society, we use it as an excuse. How many times have you heard, oh, I would totally do that, but it's just, it's just not realistic for me. Why would you choose to believe that it isn't realistic for you if you wanted to do it? <laughs> The answer for most people is that they're afraid to do that thing. Saying something isn't realistic is just an amazing excuse we've created in our society. Someone shouldn't pursue a career in art or music because it isn't realistic. And if you told someone that, that would be a full stop, acceptable answer for most people. Think about that. This word has some serious power in our society. It's more realistic to get a steady job than to try to write that book you've always wanted to while freelancing. It's more realistic to have a 401k and a steady paycheck than to start your own business. But is it? Once again, it's just an opinion and you get to decide what you want to believe is realistic for you, no matter what anyone else says. I believe the word realistic has held more people back from fully living their lives than we can ever know. Realistic is a choice. Nothing extraordinary is ever realistic. The Wright brothers, for example. (laughs) Was it realistic for them to be out in a field with a large wooden winged contraption literally trying to fly? No. But what could have stopped them was thinking that it wasn't realistic. What are you telling yourself about your life that you justify as realistic? This is a great question to answer if you have some time or if you can just observe your thoughts about it. One phrase I've heard quite often is, oh, well, maybe in my next life. Usually accompanied by a dismissive chuckle. But here's the thing. As Glennon Doyle so eloquently states in her book, Untamed, our next life will always cost us this one. You better believe that is like highlighted and circled a hundred times in this book. Um, But there is no next life. And why am I saying all of this? Is it really a problem that people use the word realistic? Well, that... Depends, are you using it as an excuse to not take full responsibility for your life and your circumstances? This brings me to a concept called the thought model. This is a coaching tool I use in my practice and it is illuminating. It breaks down everything in our lives into five categories. Circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, and results. The first line of the thought model we can define is circumstances. These are the neutral facts we talked all about last week. These are the things that happen in our lives that are factual. Then we fill in the next line, which is the thoughts we have about that circumstance. These thoughts create our feelings, which is the third line of the model. These feelings then drive our actions. Actions are the fourth line. So when you think a thought and it makes you feel a certain way, write down all the actions you take, all the inactions you take, all the mental goings on (laughs) that is created by the feeling that you get from that thought. Then those actions compound to create our results, which is the fifth line of the model. When we organize things in this way, we can see that what really creates the results in our lives aren't our neutral circumstances, it's always our thoughts about them. Our thoughts are the root cause of everything we experience in our lives. So if you don't think something is realistic, you probably feel unmotivated, which will affect your actions immensely and create a result that fits your idea of what realistic is. When we break it down like this, we can see how our thoughts create our feelings which drive our actions. We can see clearly whether that initial thought is serving us and our long-term goals. If we have thoughts that make us feel excited, curious, motivated, or inspired, we are much more likely to achieve what we want. But when we think things like, this isn't realistic, that can be tricky. Because we think being realistic is responsible as a society. We're told by people to not take risks, to go to college, to get a good paying job, to have two and a half kids, and a white picket fence. That's the realistic thing to do. But I want you to challenge yourself when you have these thoughts, even though it might seem responsible to be realistic. But is it really? Is it responsible to doubt yourself? Is it responsible to minimize your potential based on this word? Who is it responsible to? To you? I know I'll be quoting Glennon Doyle a lot on this podcast. And if you haven't heard of her book, untamed or read it run do not walk and get your eyeballs on it because it is full of insight she says something to her daughter in this book that is seldom taught to young women her daughter was fearful of disappointing someone and Glennon told her listen every time you're given a choice between disappointing someone else and disappointing yourself Your duty is to disappoint that someone else. Your job throughout your entire life is to disappoint as many people as it takes to avoid disappointing yourself. This is profound. As someone who has lived in fear of disappointing others, this is just a small reminder that we should value ourselves, our dreams, and our own opinions above all others. There's such a trend in today's culture to look externally for advice on how to live, what to do, what to eat, what kind of workout routine we should have. Our capitalist society thrives on the fact that so many people have decided that they don't know how to live their own lives. So our society tells us what is realistic, leaving no room for nuance, no room for expansion. A thought I love to practice, a thought that I think is extremely high quality is, I always know what's best for me. I always know best. Of course, I can gather information, but I always make the right choice. As a culture, we're afraid of failure and doing things wrong, because in school, <laughs> failure is always bad. But. If it gets you to where you want to go, is it really wrong? Our brain loves to throw it's not realistic at us because oh, it's a way to doubt ourselves, to keep us safe from embarrassment and harm. And if we don't have the tools to observe our thoughts and decide on purpose whether or not we're going to believe them, then we just believe that excuse and we stay stuck. Realistic is an opinion. What do you currently believe is realistic for you? What do you believe isn't realistic? I would take some time to truly answer that question. If you find yourself using that word or thinking that word, reflect on how that thought makes you feel and how you show up in your life when you feel that way. Is that what you want to believe about yourself, about your life? For some people, making millions of dollars is realistic. For others, making minimum wage is realistic. This is based on what those people think is realistic. Now, as a kid, I used to think that intelligence was fixed. I used to believe that it wasn't realistic for me to get a 4.0 because I wasn't as smart as a lot of my friends. I had this idea. It could have been because I was in a slow reading class. It could have been that I had never gotten a 4.0 before, and therefore I was discouraged. I didn't study for the SAT. I decided that I wasn't the best at school, therefore I couldn't be. I remember thinking how upsetting it was that I was smart enough to be aware that I was stupid. I really thought that. This would probably shock people now because I love learning, reading, and school and I have a doctorate. (laughs) But back then, I was told I was talented and good at music. I was not told I was good at school. So, throughout undergrad, I skipped a lot of classes, thinking it wouldn't be worth it anyway because I couldn't really get good grades because I wasn't that smart. Sure, I mean, I averaged like an A minus B plus, so it wasn't that bad, but I put all my stock in a practicing flute because that's what I was told I was good at. I thought it wasn't realistic for me to get a 4.0. Of course, as soon as I decided it was realistic and possible for me to get a 4.0, in my master's, I did. It's funny how thinking something is possible will completely shift your work ethic and ability to figure things out. (laughs) So, what are you dismissing as impossible or unrealistic in your life? I love to remember that someone else is living the life I'd love to have. And for them, it's 100% realistic. So why wouldn't it be realistic for me? When you ask yourself that question, why wouldn't it be realistic for me? And you give answers as reasons for why it's not realistic. Those are the thoughts to question. Those are are the opinions of yourself and your life that you need to reflect on. And you get to decide whether you want to keep believing those thoughts or just let them pass through your mind. Thank you so much for listening this week. If you got something out of today's episode, I'd absolutely love to hear from you. Get in touch. My email is in the show notes. I love talking about this work. And if you think your friends or colleagues would find this work useful, pass the podcast along to them. I so appreciate you spreading the word. I hope you have a beautiful week. The amazing theme music for this podcast is a song called Already Gone by Paper Morning.